0: You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up everybody, welcome back to the show. My name is Adam, I am your host and on today's episode we are going to be talking about the big contract news that just came out about Giannis. So, as many of you probably have heard, he is re- he is signing the Supermax contract extension with the Bucks $228 million over five years. That is $45 million a year for anyone counting at home. That is also $10 million a year more than Mike Trout is making. So, to look back at that Mike Trout contract and see how ridiculous and crazy it was. Now, the, the 12 years and the, the $400 million is still wild. Like, I'm, st- I'm not downplaying that at all. But, like, the fact that now there's multiple players in the NBA that are making more money than the best baseball player is a – it feels like it's a wildly underreported piece of information, you know, because, like – forever, baseball was always the king of these wild, crazy contracts because there was no salary cap. And then in the NBA, there's a salary cap, and you have two players making over $40 million a year. I think LeBron's contract comes out to around 40 a year, and then Giannis's comes out to 45 a year. You know, that's pretty wild. And I think, you know, I think the other thing is, it's great to see that he's back, but, like, I don't think this shows that he's, like, loyal – to Milwaukee at all. Like he got offered $45 million a year to just stay where he is. And like for him, he can really do no wrong in that city. Now the fact that he's staying, like even, you know, God forbid they don't win a championship. Like he's still going to be a legend in that, in that city. And also he's like, what? How old is he? Giannis, Antetokounmpo? He's got to be like 26, 27, 26. So, like, he signs a a five-year deal. He's only 31 at the start of his next contract. So, like, I wouldn't even be surprised if, like, he signs... I don't know if he can sign the Supermax again, but, like, if he can sign the Supermax again, I wouldn't be surprised if in five years this same story is coming out about Giannis, that he's signing the Supermax again, because it's like... I don't know. if If you're an NBA player, and this is maybe... Obviously, this is coming from a perspective of someone who isn't an NBA player and who doesn't have forty-five million dollars a year. It's gonna if you can be offered, like this isn't like I feel like this isn't a Mookie Betts type situation. Like with Mookie Betts, you look at it and year after year after year, they went to arbitration. They never wanted the Red Sox never wanted to pay him all that. So then he goes to the Dodgers and he signs, like, a crazy Max contract right away. Not obviously Max, but he signs, like, a wild contract with the Dodgers right away. Like, that's because the Red Sox treated him poorly for the majority of the time that he was here. They didn't, they could have just signed him to, like, whatever deal years before, but they wanted, they, they cheaped out in a way, I guess. So I don't know, like for and for Giannis, he's been th- the king of that city for the whole t- for the past three years at least, past four years. I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens with with the trades and if they can bring somebody else in. I mean, if ja- I think Giannis, if he can be as good as I think he can be, I think he can take a team to a championship. But it's just going to come down to. I think it'll end up coming down to who they can add to help him because I think we saw in the last postseason with the Bucks playing the Heat, like the Heat were a super solid team all around, and the Bucks really didn't have they didn't have the people, yeah, they didn't have the people to stay up with with the heat. So like when it was all up to Giannis, now that granted, I know that they I know that they won a game when Giannis was injured. And also that was kind of another factor. Like Giannis was hurt. So that's obviously a factor there. But I think this sorta of changes my outlook for next season because for the free agents for free agents. So twenty 2021 now gets a little bit less crazy 2022 is still like a pretty you could see a pretty wild shakeup in the league but I also think that if you look at a lot of the free agents that are going to be free agents next year some of them have player options so like I'm just looking at this list Chris Paul Kawhi Leonard Blake Griffin all have player options to make uh, Chris Paul 39 million Kawhi 34 million Blake 34 I think if I'm Kawhi Leonard I'm probably not I'm probably opting out of that contract and I mean you gotta assume that he's gonna want a LeBron type contract like he he I think he probably out of anyone maybe deserves to be in that top top contracts in the league like I mean he's Right now, he's a top ten player. Like you could argue, I you could I could argue him. I think at around five, realistically, um, I think you could argue him higher. I think he's. I mean, it's it's wild to think that he's won championships with multiple teams, too. Like, and was like one of the best players. It's like LeBron almost. Like LeBron has won a championship with three teams. Kawhi, you know, who knows if he? That'd be kind of wild if he was able to win a championship. With the Clippers, too. Now, the Clippers, we'll see what happens with them. I think they just re-signed Paul George. That was another contract that was that was expiring in the next, next year or so. So, where I think things could get a little crazy. Now, I sort of expected next offseason to be sort of wild for, for players changing teams. And I think now that we've seen... Now that we've seen the Giannis contract, I think that sort of changes and with the LeBron contract as well. Because I think, uh, I'm pretty sure this was the last year on his deal. So, the interesting piece to me will be 2022. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this and saying there may be some moves here there may not be just based off of what's happened so far cuz i expected there to be tons of crazy moves next off season but basically it was it was around giannis for the, for the majority of my thought process on that um on that specific move itself so let's see we've got i'm just looking at i'm looking at uh sports track or sport rack i don't know how you... S P O T R A C dot com looking at their free agents. So 2022 is James Harden, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie Irving. A lot of these players have player options. So, like, I could see a lot of them just opting in. Like, a Bradley Beal, I could definitely just seeing opt- opting in to this, to this contract because, like, 35 mil, like, i think someone could give it to him but like at the same time you know you've been in washington your whole career like do you really want to like switch your location which next in 2022 he'll be 31 he's 29 now i think that's another thing to look at that's kind of important so a lot of these free agents here are going to be in their early 30s uh the james harden john wall well mid 30s at the point in two years from now but like I mean, how many of these players are going to retire? Like, it, it's interesting that we. I feel like this regime—not regime—that's that, not the correct word. This group of players that we've had, that are some of the top players in the league, are are they're getting to the end of their career? You know, they're they're get, like LeBron is is a, a monster, and I think he'll continue to play for us as long as he wants. But I think. You know, like, players like James Harden, Russell Westbrook, John Wall, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, they're all, like, in their early 30s now, but in two years, they're going to be in their mid-30s. So, like, how many more years do we think that they're going to play? So, I think that kind of leads me into my next point about that Giannis is really setting himself up to be the top player, I think, in the league for a while being only 26 right now, which that is just the most wild stat. I think I I saw that he was making like $119 a second in 2021 off of this contract, which is just absolutely mind boggling numbers right there. But he, I think he's setting himself up for himself to be one of the, he's to be the top player. Him and Luca, I think potentially have, have the opportunity to be battling for that top player in the league status. And where I kind of think that goes back into cards a little bit is, so, let's see, who put out the, I put out a chart on Instagram, not a chart, but a, um, somebody had a, here it is, I'm going to pull up the post. It was the silver PSA data, 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 whatever. It was... Uh, I'm just going to spell the person's name because I don't know how to pronounce it. S-C-H-L-A-F-S-T-E-I-N-S-S-L-A-B-S. They put out a chart that I thought was very interesting. And it was about the Prism Silver PSA 10s. And he laid out, or she, or whoever, they laid out the population and recent sales based off a card ladder. This data was from the 16th of December, so it's you know it's fairly fairly new information. And it looks like they laid it out by average price. And Giannis is obviously at the top there. Thirty one thousand one hundred dollars was the most recent sale of that Giannis silver PSA ten. The most recent. Luca was 8350 and then I'm just going to go down to the top 5 here. So then Devin Booker 7055, Zion 4646, Jason Tatum 8300. But I think like really the wild the wild scenario here is the fact that you look at the actual population. Giannis only has 75 Prism Silvers. Luca has nineteen hundred PSA tens, PSA ten present silvers. Then Devin Booker one hundred and forty eight, Zion one thousand seven, set one thousand and seven, Jason Tatum six hundred and fifty five. So, you look at these these populations, and like so they they also pulled market cap and average price adjusted to a hundred population and then average price adjusted to a 2,000 population. So you look at, if this was adjusted, since there's less than 100, that obviously would bring the average price down to a 100 population. But then you look at, like, LUCA. LUCA, the adjusted price to, if there was a 100 population, $161,000. Now that's pretty wild, in my opinion. And then even the adjusted to two thousand, it's still eight thousand. Cause he's almost at two thousand for the most part. Like Giannis is still, in my opinion, based off of some of these other numbers, under extremely underpriced, even though he's at thirty thirty-one thousand dollars. Cause if you look at the adjusted population to a thousand, Devin Booker, ten thousand, Zion, forty-six thousand, Tatum, twenty-four thousand. That's that's adjusted based off the, the, the pop 100 because they obviously – some of them have more. Some of them have – well, all of them have more except for Giannis. So you look at that and almost all the players in the top five except for Devin Booker have an adjusted price that's higher than Giannis to the 100. I mean Lucas being at 160,000 is such a wild, wild number. But I think that's what I, th- I, I I I I'm putting out a TikTok I think later today. Uh, it was Gary V talking about the talking about the honest card at the national. He, I think at the time it was six hundred and fifty dollars. Now it's like over four thousand dollars, which you know I think that speaks to what's happened in the market. It's, it's spoken to that card, and I don't know. I mean, it's still it's expensive, but it feels like. If you're looking for a play long-term, I'd say Giannis is in the top... I'd say he's high. He's not in the top five. No, he he probably is number... He's probably number five, in my opinion, when it comes to players in the NBA right now. I could even say probably four, but I just think, like I said, I think for him, it's going to be big winning a championship and winning another MVP. I think at this point... I would say he's probably already a Hall of Famer. Like, if he goes on and has, like, a average career for the rest of his career, which, granted, it's probably going to be at least another 10 years, I would say he probably is already a Hall of Famer. I mean, two-time MVP. I mean, I think the number of MVPs versus the number of Hall of Famers is... I'm almost positive all the MVPs are in... The Hall of Fame. If I had to guess, I I, I haven't looked that data up, but it feels like that would be the case. Um, so I think I look at that and say, even if Giannis goes ten years without winning an MVP or winning without winning a title, I think the fact that he's won two makes him a Hall of Famer. Now, I also think that he has the opportunity if he wants it, which I, he's shown that I think that he does want to win. Like because if you look at if you look at what he looked like when he was drafted he was a like a skinny like almost like a kd looking type player where just very lanky and skinny and now he's like jacked like almost like lebron in a way like just bulked up and i mean can do anything he wants i mean i think he has an okay jumper so i mean it's same kind of same with lebron if like if if yannis could develop a three-point shot like it would he would it would be ridiculous that he would be the most dynamic player. Maybe, I mean, if same with LeBron, I think they would be the most dynamic players of all time if they could, because they they can drive to the hoop and score at will. So like, if they could develop something from long range, like it'd be you 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 can't even guard them really. Like you look at it, it's wild. So these these prices here. I'd be interested to see if they did this breakdown for the non-silvers. I know there's less data, so it's easier to kind of look at it and say, well, this is this. And I think it's it's the Prism Silver... It's an interesting conversation because I think the Prism Silver has become almost like the go-to high-end base rookie card for most players, but I feel like also... I don't know if I'm not sure the silver prisms are. It's I don't know if they're worth exactly the price that people are paying for them at this point. Like if you're buying them, like probably 2016. Like Tatum, I think is borderline, but like pre 2016, those silvers I think are a lot more valuable because there was so many so much less of them. I mean, you look at like Joel Embiid down down there. He only has 57. You look at D'Angelo Russell only is fifty nine, which pop report is never. It's it's usually not a good, just singular indicator because anything that's pr, that's post two thousand sixteen. So it's I think that that kind of that um, two thousand sixteen date I think is it, you can look at it a couple different ways. Anything pre two thousand sixteen, the silvers are going to be really good, but anything post two thousand sixteen, that's when you started to see. I mean, you can just see it with Tatum, and then you can see it with Luca and Trey. I think exactly, and then Zion and John Morant. You look at what happened to Prism Silvers and just the regular base Prism uh, populations; they skyrocketed. So, using using any type of just singular pop report, I don't a low pop report at least because you know as soon as somebody pops off, like I guarantee that. The number one player in December is probably going to be Talon Horton Tucker. Like I, I almost guarantee that he or he'll at least be the top five of players that were sent in. Also because he doesn't have a Prism card, which I think is interesting. He only has an Optic and Mosaic, uh, no Prism. So I think that changes his price a little bit in my opinion. But I think looking at the looking at the twenty sixteen is maybe the date. I think there's maybe more. Analy- analyzing I want to do around that specific date and see see where <clears throat> where things maybe potentially changed because I mean MPJ is another example he has also wild to look at MPJ because he almost has as many prism silvers as Luca he has 16 almost 1700 Luca has 1932 <clears throat> um, Michael Porter Jr like I said has almost 1700 so that's kind of wild, um, and I don't know. I mean, I think we'll see. We'll see where Giannis can go. Like, it, I, if I'm the Bucks, I would say, I would ask him at this point now what he wants to do with the team. Because if you're paying him forty-five million dollars a year, he should have some sort of say, in my opinion. He should have some sort of say in how the roster is built. Which hey, he may even or he may already have. Like he honestly, he may have he he may be the one that wanted Drew Holiday and said, trade these picks, cause that would make sense to me if if he was involved in more in that Drew Holiday trade, because if Giannis knew that he was gonna be signing the Supermax extension, there's no way that they would be able to make that I feel like there's no way Giannis would be like, Yeah, trade X amount of first-round picks. But I also think you look at it and say, like, sure, the the picks can... You can develop talent from the picks, but, like, what's really going to come from those picks, to be completely honest? Like, at any point, are you going to draft a player that is as good as Drew Holiday? I think that's one way to look at it. And even if it's two years of Drew Holiday, even if it's this year and next year, I think you look at it and say, would in in a 3 year span or a 4 year span or however many picks they gave up and then traded or swapped who are we is the draft position we're going to have even even going to be good enough to draft a player of that stature which Giannis was drafted at 13 so like I don't necessarily think draft position matters as much when it comes to the NBA, I think you'll see, you see a lot of like lower, you see a lot of, I feel like you see a lot of lower picks kind of becoming good players, and then a lot of higher picks kind of busting, I don't, I think that's, that kind of happens in the NBA, same with the NFL, but these higher picks, so, I I mean, maybe you look at it that way, I think if they had gotten Bogdan Bogdanovich, I think that's how you pronounce his name, if they had gotten them, I would say, I would give them a much better shot in the East this year, but since they weren't able to figure that deal out i think that hurts the team in a way you know because they they don't have they can't add a, a, a good player but at the same time i think there will be other players that will that will come along maybe that they can make a trade or they can figure it out and i mean if you're if you're the bucks and let's say two years down the road things aren't working out you know you can trade ya Gian- you can trade Giannis like Sure, that that contract is wild. But, like, if someone has space and he wants to go, you know, it's very similar with, like, what happened with Anthony Davis. Like, Anthony Davis signed a crazy extension with the Pelicans and then gets traded to the Lakers and then still signs the extension with the Lakers. But I still think that trading Giannis isn't out of the realm of possibility if things aren't working out. But, you know, I hope they do because I think Giannis is a phenomenal, like, story in general. Like, from coming over here and being such a low pick and then being the two-time MVP and being the driving player of a team that was living in mediocrity for however long. Like, sure, they had the Ray Allens and all that, but, like, wait. Yeah, they had Ray Allen. They had Ray Allen. But then Ray Allen goes to the Supersonics and then he comes to the Celtics. But he, he if he has the potential to bring this team to a championship, that would be a really phenomenal story in my opinion. And I think that would obviously help his cards. Uh, But that's all I've got for today's episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. Make sure you go follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all those places. Thank you all. I'll see you in the next one.